you do that unto the Lord one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being glorious. Thank you for being God above. In all, through all, above all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The apostolic church was built and designed to be an authoritative, dominion-taking, devil-chasing, blind-eye-opening, deaf-ear-unstopping, dead-raising people. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place, one accord, and suddenly there come a sound from heaven, heaven as if a rushing mighty wind. I am hungry for the suddenlies. We're really going somewhere here today. I'm ready for the suddenlies. I'm ready to uh, throw caution to the wind. Uh, You've got to have organization. Everything must be done in decency and in order, so we're not preaching against that. But sometimes our culture becomes our biggest obstacle. Devil has less power than what we really know. A lot of our, a lot of our hindrances are not so much hell-born as they are self-inflicted. Sunday mornings used to be the time to come to church. Now it's the time where we make it so comfortable for people to join us. I'd rather go to heaven and, and know that I did everything I could do on every service and offended people than to get to heaven and having offended nobody but didn't do half what I knew I could have. This could be it today. I mean, I mean, whoever's here, we, this could be the rapture church. This moment, the trumpet could sound. And so I, I wonder, I wonder if, if we are making uh, church so comfortable to us and so about us that we have forgotten our greater obligation is to Maryland and the world. And let's, let's individualize it, your neighbor, your lost family, your lost loved ones, the people that you work with. I was reminded again uh, this morning that we have, everybody say, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. I'm fearful that we are celebrating more of the vessel than we are the treasure. The treasure should take preeminence among all of the vessels. It's not about the vessels. It's about the treasure. I'm just going to let that sink in just a minute. We've got to have church where it's about the treasure, not about the vessel. We've got to worship like it's about the treasure, not about the vessel. We've got to pray like it's about the treasure, not about the vessel. And if you really value the treasure, are you with me? If you really value the treasure, there was a man that found a treasure in a field. And the Bible says that he searched his pockets and didn't have enough to buy it right then. So he went and sold all and bought the field so he could have the treasure. Where is among us the spirit of all? I believe that God has so ordained and organized this last hour church, I believe with all of my heart that God's in charge of the church. 
I know we think we are, but we're really not. We're just, we're just pawns on the chessboard of spiritual life. He can do it with me or without me. If it's not me, it'll be somebody else, but it's going, he's just going to do it. God's going to have his way. He's sovereign. My ways are not his. My thoughts are not his. I can't figure God out. He is sovereign. God is going to govern the church. God is going to organize the church. And this moment, in this hour, it is the church's greatest moment. Now, I know, I know it's Sunday morning. I, I get it. I understand. I understand. Again, we're on the same team here. I understand we, we have to get through all of our preconceived ideas and all of our thought processes and all of our cultures uh, to really absorb this. But, but this is the moment of the church. You've got, you've got the prime minister of Israel saying things that have never been said. You've got Iran doing things that's never been done. We've got a wonderful president that's doing things that's never been done. And, yeah, and, and the world is shaping up. We, we are headed into, we are face to face with the end time. And if that's true, then the church is at its finest hour. And if that's true, then let's localize it. Antioch has never been more primed nor positioned. Antioch has never been more divinely created, divinely designed for this particular moment. A lot has been said about seasons and times, but God governs the church in seasons and times. And this is your, you don't have to applause, this is your time. And you must cast off all restraint. Now, I've got a message to preach and feel it divinely inspired of God. But, but hear me. You must cast off all restraint. Um, we've got a pattern for apostolic revival. Sometimes God moves two to one and one to three. He doesn't abort the pieces of the puzzle. But he'll change how you put it together. If you think you've got it figured out how you're going to shake this world, it won't happen that way. It won't happen that way. We, we are believers in fasting. Everybody believes in fasting. Say amen. I believe that you've got to fast if you're going to make heaven. And the reason why we fast is to, to conquer the will of our flesh and to be able to pray more fervently and hear of the Spirit more finely. My flesh is my greatest obstacle to the Spirit world. Are, are you with me? I know we're eating the time clock up, but please hear me. So we, we fast and we pray. We pray earnestly. We pray fervently. We intercede. We, we, we are intercessors. We are intercessor and mediator can be of the same origin. Did you know that? Jesus Christ is the only mediator between. But the word mediator and intercessor means one who stands in authority. Sometimes in our intercession, we must rise. And speak with authority. Not weep and travail and beg God. But stand and say, now that I have interceded with tears sown. I'm going to speak with God-given divinely authority. And declare what is the will, the might. And I'm crossing paradigms here and philosophies. Um, but the church is just too quiet. You, you, you've got to grab this thing by its throat. Hmm. 
I know that revival does not come cheap, and we're, we're fixing to preach about it here in just a minute. Revival does not come cheap. It'll cost you everything. It will cost you everything. It will cost you all things. And so here we are on this morning, headed into the busy time of the holidays, busy time of life. And if we're not careful, we'll let this just be a season of good church, waiting to slide back into a normalcy that will become your greatest, greatest obstacle. You cannot, you must not take your eyes off the prize. You must not, you cannot. If you don't cross over where the grass is good for cows, it will become nothing more but a breeding grounds of the demonic. I preached to you, tried to preach to you three times on the timing of God from Gehazi and Elisha. You must understand that when God says it's time, it's time. And if you hesitate, if you move too quick or too slow, you are out of step with the divine. You must not be out of step. The world needs this church. And you're used to me screaming at you and fervently declaring the word of God, but I've never been more authoritative than him right now. You must hear me today. We're going to preach in a moment, but you must hear me today. There is power to be possessed. There is authority that God wants to give this church. You can move mountains. People need to get the Holy Ghost here today. There is a transition that's going to come to this church in this season. Where it's going to be less about us when we show up and more about the visitor. So far, it's been a lot of emphasis on us, 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 us. But at some point in time, it's got to stop being as much about us as it is about how quick we can get that visitor in the altar. And let the power of God forgive their sins and cleanse them and change them. Don't get quiet on me right now. Somebody needs to go to the door and open it. Revival is here. Not just revival, but evangelism is here. Amen. Well, I hope I didn't kill all the good that was here. And I hope I didn't upset too many of you. But God's in charge of the church. We're not. He, he, he's, he's a great boss to work for if you do what he says. If you don't, you don't, you, well, you just don't want to. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 13 and 8. Thank you for allowing me to return. I feel good in the Holy Ghost. It feels right in the spirit. The devil is mad. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. The devil is mad, but that's okay. At least I thought it was. He is an intimidator. He is a manipulator. But that's all he is. He, he's, he's the biggest liar that's ever been created. He is the father of lies. Whatever he says is not true. Let every soul be subject. 13 and 1 of Romans. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, 
resisteth the ordinances of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power. Look to your neighbor and say, no power. For there is no power but of God. But there is no power but of God. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray, for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Verse 28, and we know, look to your neighbor and say, I know that all things work together. For good to them that love God. Mm. To them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them he also called and whom he called them he also justified whom he justified them he also here we are what shall we then say to these things if God before us who can be against us if God before us who can be against us. I'm preaching to you this morning. Very simple. Very basic. What shall we say? What shall we say? Father, you are in this place. You have blessed us with your presence. Pray with me, will you? You are mighty. You are wonderful. You are incredible. Help us in this moment. Help us today. In the name that is above every name. Because you're God. Because you can. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, pray with me just a minute. Mm. Glory. 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 Keep praying just a minute. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and make a joyful noise while you're being seated and give God great praise here this morning. I cannot, in my own intellect and abilities, seem to completely articulate what is truly the mind of the Spirit. I seem to walk to pulpits every weekend and try to tell the people of God exactly who He is and who we are and where we are going. 
I walked from more pulpits than not, feeling a tad bit frustrated, not having the intellect or the wisdom to explain completely and thoroughly what God really thinks about the church. I try on several attempts to take it from many different angles because I am thoroughly convinced today that we are the greatest people in the face of this world. There is no person, there is no, no entity, no living organism as powerful as the church of Jesus Christ. Not because of the humanity side of it, but of the spiritual side of it. It is that treasure that dwells in earthen vessels. I understand this morning that in my weakness and in my human frailty, that there are many weaknesses, there are many issues. But I rise to tell you that in this imperfect vessel, in this vessel of humanity that is flawed, is the most perfect, the most wise, the most all-knowing power that the world has ever known. There is no God like our God. There is no Savior like our Savior. There is no healer like our healer. He's not just king, but he's king of kings. He's not just Lord, but he's Lord of lords. He's not just Alpha, but he's Alpha and Omega. Will you help me today? I know that we are flawed, but there is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning in him for all that live, all that are, have their existence from the mighty presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and give God some more praise here today. Hallelujah. He is, he is not just powerful, but he is all powerful. He is just not knowing, but he is all knowing. Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his, not their, shoulder, not shoulders. And you shall call his, not their name, wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace, and of the increase of this government, there shall be no end. How in the world can he start with wonderful and get better? How can he start with great and get greater? I cannot fathom that, but God does. Because you can't find him today to what he is not greater today than he was yesterday. But yet the scripture speaks in contradictory terms that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I contend that he is the same in this fashion. He is ever getting better. He is ever getting stronger. He is ever getting more wise. He is ever getting more knowledge. Help me preach today. That is the spirit of which we house in this earthen vessel. Hallelujah. It is the complexity of that, that dynamic duo that the spirit of Christ lives in the flesh of a man that I house the authority of God, that I have the power of the Holy Ghost. It is of that nature. It is on that platform that we look and stand and start to realize that God is, God was, and God will forever be. 
was in the beginning. Help me today. He was in the beginning. He was in the beginning. For all the beginnings were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. John 1, 1, in the beginning was... And the word was, for the word was God. What he was, he is. What he is, he still is. What he is, he will forever be. There is no shadow of turning. There is no change in his abilities. If he was all powerful in the beginning, he is all powerful in the ending. If he's all knowledge in the beginning, he's all knowledge in the ending. I am in love with the Holy Ghost today. I am in love with Jesus Christ today because he is Christ he is God you're going to have to do better than that you're going to have to like you act like you appreciate what God is you're going to have to convince me that God is all of that to you hallelujah let there be let there be and there was anytime God opened up his mouth And spoke the words, let there be. In proper context, in the scripture we find that it ends with the statement that it was so. That whatever God begins, God has the ability to complete. Whatever God said, God is big enough to do it. Whatever God promised, he is the promise keeper. Not just a promise maker, but he promises it and he fulfills it. That's God. That's the God that I preach about today. He is all powerful. He is all knowledge. He can whip the devil without even trying. He can take care of my problems and never get off his throne. By his stripes, I am healed. Salvation on the cross brought about salvation for my life. The whipping post brought about healing for my body. The crown of thorns took care of depression and oppression and the spiritual mind attack of my enemy. So heart, soul, mind, body, he's got it all taken care of because he possesses all power. He is the possessor of all power. There is no power but that of God. You know what I marvel at? I marvel that the people of God in 2015 do not believe what I'm preaching. I marvel today that not just the spiritual resistance from the adversary, but more the resistance of intellect this pulpit wars against this morning. Because we have lived for God long enough to develop this mentality. Show me and I'll believe. Prove to me and you can convince me. But the wise men, David said, blessed is he that believes to see the goodness of the Lord. We live in a world where seeing is believing. But in the kingdom of God, believing is seeing. 
Believing is seeing. And when I tell you that your God, your divine creator, the possessor of your heart soul, that power that lives on the inside of a man and a woman is the only possessor of all power. You sit there and give me that nod and you say you're going to have to do better than that. I can't. I told you I don't have the ability to articulate what is the truth of that statement. But all power, all power, all power. You're not hearing me today. All power belongs to him. All power. Not some power. Not partial power. Not a little bit of power. But all power. All power. All power. All power. All power. In heaven and in earth. All power belongs to God. All power belongs to God. Oh, you've got to believe this if we're going to have revival. All power belongs to God. When the drug addict shows up and they're so high they don't know where they are, you've got to believe that all power belongs to God. When the drug addict, when the alcoholic, when the broken and the crushed show up, you've got to believe all power. Not some power, but all power. All shout all power. All power. All power. You got folks already in this place right now in the last three or four minutes that's starting to feel the power of God. They're starting to weep right now. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't know why. But that's the power that's working in this place. But you've got believers that are supposed to have a revelation of the power. And they're waiting to be entertained. It doesn't work that way. You've got to go back to the basics and say all power belongs to him in heaven and in earth. And I celebrate that God has all power. The issue at hand and the issue that I will take task with today is the fact that God's God's people, under the sound of my voice, the reason why you haven't jumped up yet and the reason why you haven't celebrated with me yet is because you don't believe that God's got all power. You believe he's got some and most at times. But you don't believe that he's got all power. I'll tell you why I say that. It's because some of you are dealing with sickness in your body. Oh, we're going to have church today. Don't worry. Some of you are dealing with crisis in your life. And you have convinced yourself that the devil is sovereign. But he's not sovereign. Everything that was made was made by God. Oh, here we go. Well, if God has all power, why am I going through what I'm going through? Because God has all power. It 
shouldn't end with a question mark. It should end with an explanation point because God's got all power. I'll tell you the reason why hell's knocked on my door. I'll tell you the reason why I'm in a crisis. I'll tell you the reason why I'm weary and well-doing today. It's because the devil has come knocking. But I've got a reminder of my adversary. You are not sovereign. You get your power from God. All power belongs to God. Well, here we go get this philosophy among us that if we can hide from the adversary he'll leave us alone can you put up revelation uh, 12 and 12 I think that's it there it is therefore therefore you're going to have to help me today therefore well, let's just fall on our face and weep about it. Therefore, for that ripple, therefore, ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Whoa! Unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. Why? Because the devil has come down unto because now do me a favor we're friends by now don't clap if you don't get it and don't clap if you don't believe it Just sit there and be a student for a minute until you do. Whoa, unto us. Batten down the hatches. Get ready. You're fixing to be hit harder than you've ever hit. You're fixing to go through things you've never gone through. Why? The devil is mad because he knows. There it is. Because he, well, I just wish I had power over the enemy. You do. Because it's written in the Lamb's book of heaven. The devil is mad at you because he knows his time is limited. His power is limited. He, come on, Antioch. We're going to start praying folks through. We're going to move into another dimension. But before we do, we got to get this. God, come here, come here. Help me, hurry. We get this, we get this inferiority complex. Be as big as you can be. And we get intimidated by a preconceived idea of who he is and what he is. And this is how the majority of you look at me today. Man, if he'll just, if he'll just pass me by, if he'll just leave me alone, I'll just get in a corner and die. I'll act like everything's fine. Watch me. 
This is how we look at him now. But if you make it. The Bible says you're going to look narrowly upon him. And you're going to say, this is he. That's him. What? What in the world happened? I'll tell you what happened. Time was ended. And the church went to its rightful place. And they finally saw God never created the church with defeat in mind. He never thought. You're going to have to do better than that on Sunday morning. We have power. We have all power. The devil is not sovereign. Somebody, somebody said the other day, they said, well, I know we win because I read the back of the book and I got a little goosebumps. I said, whoo. Thank God the back of the book says we win. Well, so does the beginning of the book. And the next page. And the next page. And the next page. And evidently the world got to doubting it. Because Christ had to show up and tell them. Upon this rock. My God help me today. Upon this rock. Of revelation. Of who I am. Of you knowing. That I am the possessor. Of all power. And if you believe that I am the possessor of. Upon that rock. I will build my church and hell shall not prevail. I need a, I need a chair. Any one of those. Is there any wife that would like to volunteer your husband to help me today? I need somebody that likes to play God. Well, come here, God. You going to help me? Hello, God. Where's the devil? I need the devil. Wives, you want to help me there too? Come here, devil. You, you've already played him once. You might as well finish it out today. And the Bible says that there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves unto Christ. And the other son came also. The devil came. And the devil came like everybody else comes. Don't you dare let yourself believe that he's up here like this with God. He don't stand here. He doesn't stand here. And he doesn't get too close. He wants to hide among the stuff. He has created equal among all the rest. I'm so mad at the devil today. You, you have no idea how mad I am at the devil today.
And you can go home and you can eat lunch, but I'm not going to stop until there's some teeth on this floor. Not ours, but his. Until I know that we know who we are here today. And then we'll come back tonight and the Holy Ghost will take over and miracles will happen and people will get the Holy Ghost tonight. He came sliding in here, that ugly, that ugly demonic. Well, that's really not true. He was the most beautiful of all creation. But that deceptive spirit came and they got to talking about the kingdom. And they got to talking about the things of God. And the Holy Ghost and his angels, his sons were talking as father and sons do. And all of a sudden, the devil said, I'd like to say something. And the Holy Ghost looked at him and said, what in the world could you possibly have to say? And he said, I don't believe that these people love you like you think they do. Stay here, devil. Stay there. Definitely don't leave, God. I'm afraid that we've got this idea among us that when trouble comes to us or when crisis comes to us, it is because of a wrongdoing. It is because there's a fault in us. There's a weakness in us that could not be any more further from the truth. I told my wife this week, I was on the phone with her and I said, here's my prayer. This is my prayer that whatever this process is, God, I want to have the testimony of Job. When it's over, I want you to look at me and say, that little boy right there, he had integrity with me. Are you listening to me? Stop criticizing. Stop finding fault. Stop blaming God. Quit using your trial as a cop out not to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. And just say, if it has come to me, it is because you think I'm worthy of it. And if you think I'm worthy of it, I've got enough faith in you. I will walk through the valley. I will walk. God, God forgive us of our pity parties. God forgive us of our woe is me. And the devil came also and said, Job serves you for naught. Job serves you for naught. And the Lord said, do you mind elaborating on that? He said, I think I will. He said, if you will let me touch him, he'll curse you and die. Are you listening to me? For some of you that think the devil can just knock on your door and blow your little house down. Oh, God. Why does it always get here? For you that think God is asleep and forgot about you or he doesn't have enough power, here's what he said. You think he will, huh? He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will let you. Well, I thought that would do better than that. My Lord. He said, I will let you touch him. But you will not take his life. And so God 
took a little bit of power out of his pocket. And he said, this is your limited amount of power. And when that is gone, you have no more power. I am putting perimeters around your ability. I'm going to put borders around. How long will it last? I don't know. How much more will it be? I can't tell you. But I can tell you this. There is a beginning and there is an ending. There is a starting and there is a finishing. Come on, somebody. God has all power. God has all power. All power belongeth unto God. I wish you'd act like you believe that with me right now. Devil, you're a liar. And the devil left. Touch his life. Just touch him. And a messenger came in and told Job, your kids are gone. And while he yet speaketh, another come and said, your barns are gone. And what was it, four or five times before Job could get up from breakfast? Everything he had was gone. And yet in this, And yet in this, Job, sin, not. And Job didn't have a preacher preaching to him on Sunday morning. He had God on him, not in him. And when Job was so afflicted, he said, that's no cause for me to leave God. And so the next day, the devil came back. And they were having another conversation. And he said, the Lord said, I don't know if I got this point, Grosty. The Lord said, I'm, I'm just, well, the Lord said, hast thou considered the now, the first time he already took it all. You don't think the Lord had a little smirk on his face? When he said, <laughs> Hast thou considered my servant Job? And the devil said, I have. But here's the problem with Job. You have a hedge about him. Work with me. Go home later and look up the word hedge. You're going to find out that it lends itself to the, to, the, to the truth of if you will take your blessings off of him. In other words, the devil said, he only serves you because you're a blessor. And so God said, I'll lift the hedge. I'm preaching to people who's lost everything. I'm preaching to people who will lose, who have lost. And when it comes or if it's already come, you need the revelation and the knowledge that says, well, I thought all along the devil did this. But in reality, all power belongeth to God. I'll tell you what I'll do. I want to kill him. And he said, oh, no, 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 you're not going to kill him. But you can touch his body now. 
And when Job woke, scab, sores. And it got so bad, his precious little wife looked at him and said, you're a fool. Why don't you just curse God and die? And Job said, now I don't know how he said it, because he was walking on boils, sitting on boils, laying on boils. But he said this, woman, you talk like a foolish person. Let me, let me bring that to 2015. You mean to tell me that the trouble I'm in, the trouble I've gone through, was not hell-inflicted or hell-induced, but yet given as power from God. I cannot explain why God does things, but I can tell you how God does things. Oh, God, hear me. And when he said, woman, you talk like a foolish child. I wouldn't die. I wouldn't curse God for nothing. Because I have lived long enough to know that the Lord giveth. And he'll take it away. But there is one consistency with God. I don't, I don't know if you got it, so I'll, I'll say it this way. All power belongs to God. Job rose and said, the Lord and the Lord, the Lord has the power to give and the Lord has the power to take. I will not mess with the source of power. You're going to do better than that today. The Lord giveth, that doesn't matter. The Lord taketh, that doesn't matter. It's the fact that the Lord. Let me help some of you that's standing. You're sitting here today and you're battle weary. You are bruised. You are hurt. Because you think the devil, you think the enemy's done this to you. You need a revelation today. You are here by the grace of God. You are standing in the grace of God. You will live a... Yeah, preacher... It's, it's easy for you to say. You know, you preachers, you, you have a direct line to God. <laughs> You've got special privileges. You don't live like we live. You don't fight what we fight. Yeah, oh God, if that were true. If that were true. I have a beautiful, loving, caring wife of 27 years. That is at wit's end right now. She is steadfast in her faith, but the humanity side of mom and dad, we're at wit's end. The miracle that God gave us, hear me today, the miracle that God gave us, the miracle that God gave us in my baby. Friday, this Friday, we went to the doctor. They went to the doctor. And the doctor said, um, we have some concerns and and the concerns are like this. 
we, we, we did our best with the one tumor. And we told you that it was only one tumor. But we now feel, according to this, 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 that there is some crystallization, some minute little bitty crystallization things in his brain and upper abdomen and spine that if not taken care of, will turn in the next two to three years into multiple tumors. And, and we, we need to do this and we need to do that. And we're talking about the ramifications and it's, it's drastic and all that they want to do is drastic. And if you're not careful, you back up and you say, why is the devil doing all of this? I'll preach through it if you'll listen through it. Why is the devil doing all of this? And I told my wife, I said, we've got to realize we may not understand why, but we've got to know who. Because if you ever forget who has the power, I'll quote Job, for I know that my Redeemer liveth and he. I do not walk to this pulpit today in fear. I do not cower to what might be. I profess all power. All power belongeth to God. Doctors don't have it. Cancer doesn't have it. Sit down a minute, God. And here stands Jesus in front of Pilate. And Pilate says, do you not know what I can do to you? Tell him. I can kill you now. I'll take your life right here. And Jesus said, <coughs> You have no power but what my father gave you. Yesterday on that airplane, I don't know what it was that sat down beside me, but it wasn't human. It wasn't human. And he said, that revival in Antioch, it'll die Sunday morning. It's over. I let him believe for a moment, but it's over. And he hit me hard. And I thought, is this a dream? Or is this real? Or are you a person? And he said, and to your baby, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to take his life. And I had been working on this for today. And I just looked over at him and I said, <clears throat> You have no power. Let's God give it. Aren't you afraid? No. 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 But I'll tell you what I am. I'm going to have integrity. I'm going to be steadfast. I just want to tell you. I'm going to fight for my, my boy. I'm going to contend for revival in Antioch. But I'm wondering this morning where some of you are. Where is the revelation that says, I know that God liveth. I know he has all power. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're an intimidator. Devil, you can't do anything less God.
And then, and then he said, and then he said, if I can't take his life, and if I can't stop revival, I'll run you financially. He said, I'll let the bills mount up so high you can't pay them. He said, and what kind of integrity would you have if you can't pay your bills in the month of November and December with hospitals? And I said, (coughs) 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 devil, my dad owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Can I just, can I just tell you another thing, devil? All the silver and all the gold in I'm telling you, there's a miracle coming. God's going to take care of this preacher. God's going to take care of this preacher. God's going to take, because he has all power. He, he can move on a drug addict. He can move on an alcoholic. God's. I'm telling you, God is getting a church ready for revival in the end time. God's getting preachers ready for revival in the end time. I said, whoever you are and wherever you come from, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And he said, you have no power. I said, you're right, I don't. And I'm not trying to be super spiritual. These encounters don't happen to me often. But I looked at him and I said this, if you really could do what you think you can do, you wouldn't be telling me. Because to tell me means I can prepare myself for battle. So in other words, if you're telling me you can't do it. So honey, I know you're watching. And Colton, I know you're watching. Daddy wants to tell you something. I had an encounter with Jesus yesterday. And the Holy Ghost told me to tell you. All power, all power, all power, all power, all power. Over cancer, over disease, over sickness, over finances. Come on, Antioch. This is what this town needs. It needs a church that knows the power of the Holy Ghost. Please don't make me labor longer than what I need to. There is an explosion of power in this place. Come on, clap your hands. When Pilate therefore heard the saying, he was more afraid and went again to judgment hall. He saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou thou? Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, Speak thou not unto me. Thou not know that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee. Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all except it were given thee 
from above. Go ye therefore. And Jesus came unto them and spake unto them the disciples and said, All power. That's why he marveled that his disciples couldn't cast out devils. Now you've got to work with me just a minute. Jesus said, all power in heaven and on earth. See, I know we've got this idea that the devil lives in hell underneath us, but that outer darkness is the layer between earthly and heavenlies. That's his kingdom. And so things that go up have to pierce that veil. And things that come down have to pierce that veil. Okay, Daniel, what are you doing? I'm praying. Why? I need God. And so Daniel bowed his knee and prayed. And the first breath, the first word left Daniel's lips and went. And the Lord heard it and sent the answer immediately. But the prince of Persia withstood it. And the Holy Ghost said, messenger angel is not enough. I need a warring angel to help him. And the Bible says it took 21 days. Don't you doubt for one minute God's not going to answer. All power in heaven and earth is given to me. Jesus then looked at his disciples and said, Behold, I give to I know people think I'm just trying to be loud and act crazy up here when I I really don't feel like doing that. But there's just a little something in me that says at times I just want the devil to remember who I am okay I, I know power to tread upon serpents power to what oh oh so the devil can be cast out oh so we can tell the devil Okay, we'll take it from this angle. And we know that all things work for good to them that good will not happen to people who don't love. Good will not come from circumstances where the heart moves from love into question. I love him. I don't have to have an explanation. I love him. Therefore, good will come out of it. Who are the called? Say the called. That word called there is a general call. It means, as I would say here today, let's all stand. That's what that means, a general call. A call to the masses, one and for all. But the second time he used the word call, it is specific call by name, by individual. So it would be as I would say, let's all stand. But I would turn and say, Brother Joel, right. You with me? So God is considered, concerned about the masses, but he's equally concerned about the individuals. Whom he did foreknow, he did also 
predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn of him. Whoever he predestined, he must call and justified and glorified. And then the apostle stops and says, now, if God did all this, if God is all of that, if God be for us, the statement is who can be against us. The question is, if God before us. So you have to answer the question in order to possess the answer. And in your mind, you got to say, God is for me. Thank you. God is for me. God is for me. Who? Who can be against me? It's not a play on words. It's an explanation of the text. If God be for me, if God be for me, are you for me? Well, I called you. I predestinated you. I justified you. I glorified you. I saved your sorry hide. I cleaned you up when you didn't deserve to be cleaned up. If that's not convincing enough for you to believe that I am for you, that I cannot be. I got to preaching a while ago. I, I, I got to preaching a while ago. And this lady right here just jumped out. God is for you today. God is for you today. I don't care what's going on, what will happen. God is for you today. God is for your family. God is for you. God is for her today. I don't care what the enemy's telling her. God is for her today. I don't care what the devil says. God is for us today. I don't care what you're going through. God is for you today. Why? Because he's got all power. Because he has all power. Because the devil is not sovereign. Because the devil does not. Stand to your feet. Clap your hands and rejoice with me right now. Don't stop. Don't stop. I want you to rejoice.
from Genesis to Revelation, God has never sent the church into a battle lest it was equipped with exactly what it needed. You won't find one instance where the church was ever the underdog. I know what we think. Well, I can take David and Goliath. David was never the underdog. David was never the underdog. Goliath was. God is not in the business of sending ill-matched, ill-equipped saints to the slaughter. God is not in the business of giving the devil power over you to defeat you. Because if he gives the enemy power to afflict you and he defeats you, it means the power that he possessed in that limited amount was greater than the resource or the reserve that God has left. I'll close with this and the end of Job was I, I, I don't hardly ever use stories like I've used today. Judge my heart, God. A week and a half ago, sitting in Walmart parking lot, my wife had just got out, my son and new daughter-in-law, and they went in the store to do something, and I just, I just sat in the truck. I didn't want to go in. Walmart's not my favorite place in the world. If it was Bass Pro or Caleb's or Cabela's or something, I, I'd have went in. But phone call came, and it was a friend from a distance. We're not, we're not close. Um, times past, we've crossed paths on numerous occasions, but it wouldn't be somebody I would call. He'd call me and chat. And he called, and he said, this is so-and-so. I greeted him. And he began to weep. He said, this is going to be weird. This is going to be unique. He said, but the Holy Ghost told me to call you. And I said, well, I want to hear it. And he said, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what you're doing. He said, but three consecutive nights, I've had a dream from the Lord about you. And I just bowed my head and I said, I want to hear every word. And the dream came out. I'll tell you the end, and we'll bore you the details. The end was God built a man. A man who would cast out devils. A man who would experience to the fullest book of Acts, apostolic revival. He said the Holy Ghost three nights in a row gave me the same dream. He said, and I am compelled to tell you that when I saw you standing on that platform, your visage was marred. He said, were it not for your voice, I would not have even been able to discern you. He said, your flesh was almost indescribable. He said, but the authority that was in that voice, he said, caskets were open and the dead raised. He said, they were put... I, I, I don't ever do this. I, 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 don't, I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going to spook God's people into anything. If the word doesn't get you there, a story can't. So I'm just going to tell you, integrity with God means the world to me. And I'm not going to stand in this pulpit and preach to you that the power that God gives comes cheap. 
It does not come cheap. Job thought he was going to die. And he said, naked came I into the world. But while I'm here, while I've got breath, If God be for you, if God be for you, who? Who? There are visitors sitting to the sound of my voice, and you are in this place today because you're looking for who? You're looking for something real. You are tired of dead religion. You are tired of boring church. You are tired of the enemy. Walking in and among you at will. You made the right place. You made the right decision. Now I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Don't even look right or left. Don't worry about who comes and who doesn't come. I want you to get out of your chair right now. And I want you to walk to the front of this church. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come. Come on. Your question. This is your moment. This is your moment. Come on. You cannot, you must not, you must not question God. If God be for me, if God be for me, if God be, is God for you? Huh? Is God for you? I'm asking you a question. Is God for you? Don't stand there and be lied to, visitor. Don't stand there and be tricked into leaving this moment. You can't handle life and what life's going to give you by yourself. You're a fool to think that. You're going to stand there and reason and argue with God. If God before you. Close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes right now. There's too many lives in the balance here today. Father. In your name. The lives that are contemplating. The lives that are in the decision making process. Right here this morning God. Right here today God. Draw them. You said they are the called. And then you said you called. The general call has gone forth today under the banner of this message. But the specific call is to that individual. That person, that lady, that man, that couple. I'm calling them now. You're calling them by name now. Come on, ma'am. You can't do it by yourself. You've tried. You've made a mess of it. Don't insult the integrity of God. Don't insult the integrity of God. Come. If they're standing next to you, take them by the hand. I'm afraid I'll upset them. Well, hell's going to be worse than upsetting them. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Come on. Come on. We got about two more minutes of waiting. Come on. Come on. When you get here, lift your hands. When you get this altar, lift your hands. I want the front half of this church to lift your voice in your hands. Come on. Come on. Come on, sir. God is for you. Come on, ma'am. God is for you. Come on. God is for you. All power. All, all power. All power. All power. All power. I don't know why God gives the enemy power. I don't know why God allows the enemy. Except that he has more power than he does. Except he has more authority than he does. That's it. That's it. Come on. Let the altar call be full here today. Come on. God said 500. I need altar workers. 
I need experienced altar workers. Come on, altar workers. Come on, altar workers. One, two, three, four, five, six. Don't be afraid of it. 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 Don't be fearful of it. Don't be fearful of it. I'm going to make a general altar call now. If you're here, if you're here and the enemy, your adversary, that liar, the accuser of the brethren has made himself known into your life. Come. I want you to come. There's healing in this altar. There's understanding in this altar. There's encouragement in this altar. There's help in this altar. Come on. He has all power. He has all power. If there's somebody still in the pew, use wisdom. But if you feel led to go pray with them, go pray with them. If you feel led to get to them, get to them. Lord, you have all power. Lord, you have all power. You have all power. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You have all power. I don't know why in the world God's people would stay in the pew and there's help in the altar. I don't know why in the world some of you would sit there and think you can fight this on your own. You don't have it. It may be in you, but it's not of you. The origin doesn't come from you. Come on, sir, that's it. Lives are being changed. Come on, sir, come on. Come on, get to this altar. Get to this altar. Get to this altar. Get to this altar. That's it. That's how you get it. That's how you get it. I surrender all. I surrender all. The resistance is the resistance against the power of God. The enemy of your life takes possession of you. He wants to own you. That's it. That's it. That's it. All power. All power. All power. All power. All power. All 